Welcome to the Impact Leadership Podcast. Today is episode three, and the program is titled, Must Be Present to Win. Exactly. We're going to be talking about presence. What if you could live and lead with less stress and more joy? What if you could live most of every day in the present, have deeper relations, better connections, a more engaged team, a more high-performing team, a more profitable team, an accelerated team, simply by embracing and living more in the present every day? That's the question we're going to answer for you today when Craig and I are ripping and riffing on the concept of presence, what it is, what it's not, how to get there, and the gifts that we can get from presence, both in our business, in our lives. And most importantly, to help you see how being and living more present will help you to become more unstoppable every day. Get ready to be disrupted and find more presence. Podcast, where we explore leadership, business, and personal growth to help you grow your business and live a richer life. We're your hosts, Jeff Dishwitz and Craig Matthews. We believe that leaders have to put their people first. And if you don't have time to grow your people, then you're not leading. Get ready for conversations that will challenge your thinking and help you transform your leadership and your business. Welcome to your bigger business and bigger life. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that often gets put to the side, and that is presence. The title of the program today is Must Be Present to Win, and we're going to talk today about how vital presence is in building and growing the business you really want to have, whether it's growing your people, growing the business itself, or even growing that life of yourself. And presence is, I found, a very complex topic, but it's much more simpler when we can break it down the way we're going to today. Myself, I've been on this journey. I don't know if I was seeking presence. I think I stumbled upon it over the last three to five years. Yeah, It's the secret sauce to everything, whether it's more effective leadership, a more connected and engaged team. You know, we talk a lot about as a leader of building a team that feels safe, And, you know, one of the things, Craig, you and I have talked about so often is the people on the team, one of their most vital needs is they want to feel heard. Yeah. And part of the reasons they don't feel heard is because we're not really present for them. And it's it's not just true at business, but it's it's true in every single relationship you have. And it's interesting you talk about, you know, in the last three years or so that you had that discovery of presence, because I remember you before during and after some key experiences that you had. I remember when you came back from Hawaii and you were just so calm and at peace and present in a a very different way than you were before you had gone there. And I've seen even deeper changes even since then. You're exactly right, Craig, because one of those key experiences that you didn't specifically mention was three years ago when I went to Spain to walk the Camino de Santiago. Can't believe it's been three years. Wow. And you even have a book that's coming out on that. What's, what's the book? It's coming actually, actually just coming out today. Oh, wow. Just cool. One Step, Walking Backwards to the Present on the Camino Trail. <laughs> so obviously, presence <laughs> is a key part of that book. In fact, it's an entire chapter. Yeah. Because as I said earlier, I found it to be this literal secret sauce in all parts of our lives. And 
you know, the Camino experience was so unique for me and I won't go into the whole experience. You got to buy the book. <laughs> my takeaway when I came back is when I left, I felt really grounded and present most of the time. And when I came back, I had this feeling and I've described it to you before, Craig, of like there was this steel rod that went through the center of my body to the center of the earth that I was just here. I wasn't just planted on the ground. I was just deeper into the earth. And I told some people I felt un immovable. Like if a th I said someone, a thousand people could push on me and I wouldn't move, but I didn't have to resist. I was just here. And that statement, I'm just here, is the essence of the outcome of presence. I'm just here. Yeah. And then, but there's so many challenges to being present, right, Craig? We live in probably the most distracted time oh my gosh, yes. in the history of the world. Yeah, and one of the things I would say is from somebody who has not been down that path of presence like you have in that, in that depth is I had a lot of questions because I've heard people talking about, you know, you got to be present and everything around presence for a long period of time. And I was like, I'm here. What are you talking about? Why is this such an important thing? But as we started talking about this, I really started to understand a lot more about how I was already showing up being present in some of my relationships and where I wasn't and why that was causing disconnect between me and other people and also just not being present in the things that I was doing. So I wasn't performing as well. Yeah. And there are so many layers to presence. And in our conversation <laughs> yeah. today, I really want to simplify the layers because ultimately the path to presence is simpler than we think. And I think one of the problems we have, and it's an interesting problem, you know, this is the bane of our existence today in terms of relationships, connections. And we think that things like technology is in the way of presence. So what happens is I say, you know what? I'm not going to be addicted to my phone. So I put it down and I say, now I'm present, but I'm not. <laughs> no. See, that's one of the problems. I think that all at presence means not having a distraction and it's so much more and deeper. Than oh yeah, that. absolutely. So this is a great step. This is, you know, putting the phone down is saying I'm no longer distracted, but not being distracted doesn't make me present. Let's start with this though. Let's talk about why presence. First of all, the biggest thing for me about presence is I believe that when I am present in an interaction with another person, I am giving that person the greatest gift that exists on the planet. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Because in that time together, when I am present, and only when I'm present, that person experiences a very genuine feeling that they are the most important person on the planet in that moment. Yes. And I've been on the receiving end of that from you, and hopefully you've been on the receiving end of that from me as well. But it makes a huge difference in how I feel when we're interacting. It's the same thing as when I'm with my wife or children or whatever it is, any, any significant person, if I'm present, I feel a much bigger connection than if I'm not. And, and absolutely. And one of the biggest sad parts for me is, as you know, I really work at being present and now it actually comes a lot more naturally. Right. But because I'm present, often when I'm interacting with others who aren't at all used to that, they're uncomfortable. In fact, I've had people say, Jeff, can you look away? I've been referred to as too intense right. because I get it because they're not experienced that, you know, or someone says, right. Jeff, I've never had anyone be so present with me. It almost makes me <laughs> uncomfortable. 
And that's sad to me that we live in a world that presence makes people uncomfortable. And I'm willing to let people be uncomfortable because I think if I can help mentor or just model for people presence and give them that experience, then they're going to go want to give it to someone else. Yeah. And it, it really is a gift when you're there with that other person. And I'll, I'll just speak from you to me. I know that you're there listening. You're not thinking about your phone. You're not thinking about all these other things that are going on. You're genuinely listening to what I'm saying and you're responding and you're asking questions. And it's that state of now we are connected. It really eliminates not just distractions, but it, it eliminates all that second guessing of what that person's thinking. How are they feeling about me? You're just not worried about that stuff. You're, you're focused on the conversation. You're focused on the other person and it makes a huge difference. Well, and one of the things I've realized in writing the book, I didn't see it coming until I was writing the book <laughs> because part of, part of the chapter on presence is about what are the obstacles to presence. And, you know, this is one of them, my phone, the need for speed. We've been culturized yeah. to not be present. People, you know, people think it's about the phone, but I ask people, and I raised the question in the book, think about your parents. Were your parents generally present with each other? Mine weren't. Because for gen- it's been generational. They didn't have the technology distractions. Right. The, move, the world has been moving very fast and not really present for a long time. The idea of not being present has been ingrained inside of us. And so to overcome that, we're going to have to take some larger steps, some bigger risk. And I yeah. use the word risk intentionally because when you were chatting, um, Craig, one thing you hit on and you didn't use the word is, one of the biggest obstacles to being present in our interactions with others is it requires that I be vulnerable because such presence a is this opening of this space for connection. And <laughs> I have to be vulnerable because I'm inviting you to be vulnerable because presence means I'm just going to be me and you're just going to be you. Yeah. And when I hit on that, it was a big turning point because now with my coaching clients, I can help them see that one of the challenges they have in being more present is their resistance to being vulnerable. It's fascinating. Wow. Yeah, that is such a big point. It's, it's kind of like, you know, you and I, when we met, the first thing that we talked about was, was hugs yeah. and how hugs, you know, sometimes you can hang in there. And yes, it's for all of you. If you see Jeff and I come together for, for a time, you may see us hug for an extended amount of time. And it's just because we're being present for each other. And it seems weird on the outside. And people are like, wow, that's interesting. And it's, it's nothing sexual or anything like that. It's just, I'm there for you. And it feels good. Yeah, there's a, there's a connection happening. And that connection between two human beings can only happen when we're willing to be vulnerable. Yeah. And I think that's, a, that's like this um, unknown and unstated obstacle to presence. I, we're bringing it to light today to think about if, what's your level of resistance to vulnerability with another human being and how that gets in your way of being present. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking a lot about interpersonal relationships, and I want to talk about, bring this over to the business side for a moment. Oh, absolutely. You know, I said at the um, outset, or in the opening of the episode, that in our core, the people on our team have a couple of basic needs. They want to feel seen and heard and valued. Yes. Uh, they have a desire to have a safe environment. In fact, I saw a program the other day. I don't have the data in front of me that talked about this incredibly high level of need of team members to feel psychologically safe at work. Wow. 
Yeah. And, and you hear that word to be seen. Well, people will say, I see you. I hear you. I'm listening to you. They say, but here's it. the thing. If you're not present, <laughs> it's not happening. Right. If you're not That's present, that person's not feeling seen. They're not feeling heard because my mind is somewhere else. And that's this key to presence. Presence is, I call it the sharp edge of presence. You're either present or you're not. If someone says, I'm mostly present, you're not. Right. You're either present, which means literally in this moment alone, you're not thinking about other things. You're not thinking about what's next. You're not sitting at the coffee meeting wondering who else is in the room. You're not thinking about what are you going to say when this person is done and how you're going to respond. You're not worrying about what they think about you. That's a huge one. Yeah. You're not making sure you say the right things in the sales meeting. If you're doing anything but there, only in that, you're not present. That's a really good point. I was listening to Zig Ziglar's goals program again recently. <laughs> And he was talking about, yeah, when you're at work, you're thinking about home. When you're at home, you're thinking about work. And when, you know, you're never getting anything done because you're not being there. You're not there to, to do what you're supposed to be doing. And I think there are a few things that you can tell if somebody is present or not. One thing is if you're constantly looking away, yes, it could be just uncomfortableness with being present. But oftentimes you can see if they're looking up, into the right or up to the left, they're kind of accessing different parts of their brain. Now they may be thinking about what you're saying, but they may be thinking about what they have to do next or the groceries or you know whatever else is going on in their life. To be present, we're connecting with somebody eyeball to eyeball. There's not a huge distance between you. You know, oftentimes you're you're actually closer to somebody when you're when you are present. You don't have to be, of course, but I, I get this sense that it's the coming together of two people without all these filters and other things in the way, without those barriers. Let's take a quick pause and hear from our sponsors. The Impact Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Cartavera. Cartavera is a leadership development ecosystem with training, coaching, resources, events, and a community to help you grow. At Cartavera, we believe that you can't grow a business bigger than you, that your company is limited by your growth. We blend personal growth with leadership, team, and business growth to give you a single place to grow your people, grow your business, and grow your life. The Cartavera Tribe is a membership program like nothing else you've seen. In addition to training and resources, you'll also have access to Craig and Jeff, as well as masterminds, coaching, implementation plans, game days that challenge your thinking and accelerate your growth, and a personal growth Sherpa who will be your guide on the side to help you achieve your biggest goals. You can find out more at cardivera.com. That's C-A-R-D-I-V-E-R-A.com. Or just click the link in the show notes. Welcome back. Part of being present means turning off our superhero. <laughs> because That's a good two, phrase. There, there are two things we do as superheroes that keep us from being present. One is transporting. So transporting is I'm sitting here with you or I'm sitting with someone at work or I'm in a meeting, but I'm thinking about something else down the road. I'm thinking yeah. about where I need to be later. I'm thinking about something that happened this morning. So I'm transporting. The other version of that is time travel. The time travel <laughs> is often emotional, actually. The time travel is often emotion in that you know what, I've got a big meeting tomorrow and I'm talking to you, but I'm thinking about the meeting tomorrow 
yeah. and I'm worried about it. Well, I'm not here because I'm, I'm in tomorrow. Or something happened yesterday, and you know what? Someone disappointed me on the team yesterday. I don't know how to deal with it, but I'm talking to you, and I'm trying to figure out what to deal with them. So I'm, I'm in the past or the future, and the present is literal. because all, yeah. And the, that's the cool thing about the present, because when I'm present, I can never be afraid in the present. Because <laughs> fear is about what might happen in the future. So if I'm present, fear cannot exist. Same, yeah. By the same token, if I'm angry about something or I'm uh, resentful about something or I'm beating myself up about something that happened in the past or I'm regretting something, I'm not present because yeah. I'm in the past. We Those are things stop powerful. existing. Right. We are only powerful in this moment. Because <laughs> that's the only time we change anything. Right. So to your point, if, if we're thinking about those other things, how do we get past those things. Um, I know that you and I sometimes will do a check-in you know, the, at the beginning of our conversation. So we're just saying, okay, these are the things that are on my mind. It, it allows it to let go. But what are some strategies that you use to be present? One you, you hit on, and I want to highlight that. There are companies now that are doing this. Not very many. I highly recommend it. There are leaders yeah. that are doing it that start meetings off with a check-in. So they start off, they go around, where are you at right now? Mm -hmm. How are you feeling right now? Anything going on? So someone can say, you know what? I had a tough morning today. My kid was obnoxious. He didn't want to get on the school bus. And I just got frustrated by it. A lot of times by saying that, now it's out. Yeah, I'm carrying it around, but I gave it a chance to have a voice. For meetings, one thing you can do to start a meeting that's very similar to this is allow space for the vent. Yes. And just say, you know what? what is there something you need to vent about? We're going to give you 60 seconds to vent because otherwise I guarantee you they are not present in the meeting because they're Absolutely. thinking about that thing that they want to vent about. Give them space. Now, you know, I also have this saying that says venting once is venting. Venting twice is something else. Right. You get to vent once and then we're focused on solutions, but create space in conversations for venting. Now, it keeps us from being present. I think there's a key point in there in that you're allowing them to vent, but you're not trying to solve their problem for them. No, venting is about letting, letting the air out. Yep. It's, um, is imagine a beach ball. And a beach ball is supposed to be fun. It's light and airy. We bop it around. But one thing we know makes a beach ball not so much fun is when we try and hold it under the water. It takes effort. Oh, yeah, right. It creates stress. And so if we want to eliminate that, there's only two ways to eliminate the stress. Let the ball go. But if we're not willing to let it go, let some air out of the ball. Yeah. Because it takes some of the stress off. Great analogy. Venting does that. Yeah. And, you know, that, so that's, those are these things that get in the way of presence. So those are things we can do with others. But let me talk about a couple of simple tools that can help every human being get present. And I, what I love about these is one of these, in fact, both of them come with a guarantee. <laughs> because I guarantee that any human being that does these two things will get present. The okay. question is, how do you stay there? So the first one is taking an intentional breath. Because Ooh. in order to do the breath, you not only have to slow down, but the act of taking an intentional breath is in and of itself an act of presence. Ooh, you cannot point. take an intentional breath 
without being present. Because to just say, nothing can be going on. I'm taking a breath. The only focus is the breath. And a lot of people say, oh, Jeff, that's all Eastern. This is Buddha. <laughs> you know what? Some of it came from there. It's not. This is about the human existence. It is about getting to the present so we can have these better, deeper relations and connections. So the breath, big one. And here's yeah. the second one. At any moment in any day, all you have to do is ask yourself this question. Am I present? <laughs> because I guarantee you, here's the guarantee, when you ask that question, boom, you're present. Okay, so two steps. Take a breath boom. and ask yourself, am I present? Boom, you're there. Now the only challenge, and it's a big one sometimes, how do I stay there? And the, so the other tool or tip I want to offer is about commitment. And there are general commitments to presence, and there are specific commitments. And this I have found to be a game changer. You know, Craig, you talked about my journey of presence. It really started with a general commitment that said, I want to be more present in every part of my life. Yeah. I want to be present with my family, with my kids, with my friends in the workplace, with my clients, because I see the gift that I give and receive through presence. Yes. But most people have not made a commitment. Sitting around saying, I'd like to be more present, that's not a commitment. <laughs> a commitment is that deep thing that says, I am going to be more present in every part of my life, because when you're not, now you're out of integrity. Now, one of the good points on that, I think, is enlisting other people to help you because we oftentimes don't know when we're out of presence. But when we're talking with somebody we care about, like, for example, I could have you be an accountability partner, so to speak, and saying, you know, when you see that I'm out of presence, when I'm looking at other things or when I'm not there, just point it out to me so that you can gently help me come back to the present and continue to work on that and know when I get off track. Exactly. That, I mean, that's, to me, a commitment is meaningless if I haven't shared it. <laughs> yeah, good point. So pick those people in your life that are going to be around you and tell them, hey, I'm making a commitment, not just to you, but to myself, to be more present. And I want you to let me know when I'm not. Give them a tool in the form of a question that they can use to help you be more present. Here's the question. Anytime they're questioning or not sure, have them say to you, are you present right now? Number one, boom, you're going to be present. <laughs> it's better than asking, where are you right now? <laughs> yeah. Are you Earth here? Jeff. <laughs> because those, have, those feel judgmental. Right. Exactly. The question is just saying, are you present right now? And you've given them permission. Right. And, and by the way, that's, we could, we'll do another podcast some way down the road about this idea of giving people tools to jump in in the difficult yeah. conversation. And that's a way to make it simple. So that's a general commitment. And safe. And, uh, yeah, wow, and safe. Yeah, so much safe. Now let's talk about a specific commitment. Specific commitments happen in the moment. I have found this to really raise the bar on myself around presence, and it helps people collaboratively create more presence in their interactions. And that is when you're in the moment, talk about presence. So the first time I discovered this was, I don't know, five, six years ago, I was setting up for a speaking engagement. I was trying to set up the technology. The videographer wanted to talk to me, and I, was, I wasn't present. I was working on my computer, and he's talking to me. 
And here's what I said to him, quote, I think his name was Mark. Mark, I can't be present for you right now, and I want to be. Let me take care of this. I will come and find you, and then I will be fully present for you. That is so, so good. And I never said it before. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. I dealt with my issue. I went to Mark. And afterwards, I said, what was that like for you? <laughs> he said, I got to tell you, no one has ever said that before at all. And I really liked it because it didn't dismiss me. And you came, when you came to see me, you were present. You delivered on your promise. And that's something we can do every day. You know, I do it at home. I do it with my relationships. I do it with my girlfriend. I'll say, you know, I'm distracted right now and I want to be present. So give me 10 minutes and right. then you're going to have my full presence. And then you deliver because you just promised another person that you were going to be present. That mindset shift is truly transformational. And now it creates a collaborative environment for presence. Yes. And imagine doing that in the workplace. When someone comes to you and says, do you have a minute? And you say, right now, you know what? I don't because I'm really focused on here and I won't be present for you. And I want to be, but then you got to honor the commitment. Yeah. Imagine how your team shifts when the leaders and the people they work with are making those commitments and keeping them around presence every day. There's an acceleration that you can't even begin to measure in your business. Absolutely. But if you don't come back to them, if you say that you're going to and you don't, you've just broken trust. And that's the bar of leadership. You know, Craig, yes. I tell leaders all the time when they bring me into their organizations, well, we want to work on this. And I'll say, look, are you really willing to change? Because if you're not, don't bother bringing me in because bringing right. me in will make it worse. Right. Because now they're going to be expecting you to be different. And you know, this is, here's where presence, I really want to highlight this for leaders and your teams. So often leaders struggle with this idea of my people have ideas, but I can't say yes to everything. They expect to get what they want. I say, no, they expect to be really heard. Yes. And it's not about saying yes all the time. It does mean saying yes sometimes, but if you are more present, your team will experience being heard. That's the truth that any leader needs to take from this. If you want your people to feel heard, you have to be fully present for them. That's the only way, the only way for them to feel heard, other than giving them everything they ask for. If you don't want your people to feel like they've been heard, then maybe you ought to think about a different line of work. Exactly. It's time to take the leader hat off. Give yes. it back. Give it to someone who really cares. Oh, did I? Right. Uh oh. I, I <laughs> to people. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, that's you heard me right. If you care yeah. about your people, you'll be present. That's the bottom line. And I heard, I want to close with this. I heard a speaker about a month or so ago, an author speaker named Jesse Itzler. Fabulous books. One is 30 Days with Seal. And he was asked a question about how he maintains his relationships at home when he's on the go so much. He has a very full business schedule. Well, he's one of those crazy people when it comes to exercise, runs 100 miles. He has to train for these things. And they said, how do you do it? And he said, no matter what's going on, I'm right there. So when I'm training, <laughs> I'm there. But my family knows when I'm with them, I'm right there. Wow. I am in the present 
So they get all of me, not That's part amazing. of me. Imagine what would happen to the state of the world if children knew that their parents were there for them, just being present, listening to them. We'd have, a, we'd have more connections, better relationships, yeah. better, better families, less stress, more joy, all those things we started with. Yeah. And, and we've said this earlier, it is so important yeah. to take this away. Being present does not mean putting aside the stuff. Right. You know, I could be sitting on my computer and my kids want my time and I say, okay, yeah, I'll be here. And I turn off the computer, but I'm not with them. I'm thinking about the work I'm not doing. I'm thinking about right. the computer. I'm thinking about that. Presence means turning off everything yeah. except what's in front of you. And we are driven by what's not in front of us. We've got a game changer and a world changer here, Craig. We really do. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's not just ours, it's everyone's to share, but it does take a commitment and it takes some fundamental shifts, but it really comes down to a starting point of really caring about it. Do you care caring. enough to be present? Absolutely. Do you and care I, I'll, enough? I'll... And, and here's the thing, Amy Cuddy wrote a, famous, a fabulous book called Presence. I highly recommend it after you get just one step, of course. But Amy's <laughs> book is yeah. a deep dive into presence and it transformed things for me. I read it right after I came back from the Camino okay. and what she talked about, which we'll leave you with today is the degree of your presence experienced by others determines the degree of your presence in the sense of how much presence we have as leaders. Yeah. We talk about charismatic leaders. We don't need charismatic leaders. We need more present leaders. Yeah. Those are the people we look to and say, wow, they have such a presence. We say, you have such a grounded presence. I want to follow that because people want to follow presence. And that comes down to the title of our talk today, which is You Must Be Present. Right on. If you like this podcast, you'll love the Cartavera Tribe. The Cartavera Tribe is a community of growth-committed leaders who want to connect, engage, and grow themselves, their people, and their businesses. Cartavera is a leadership development ecosystem with training, coaching, assessments, and events to challenge you and help you grow. And the Cartavera Tribe is a membership like none other. You'll get live access to Craig and Jeff where you can ask questions, as well as masterminds where you can get answers from other leaders who've already solved your greatest challenges. You'll have access to additional interviews and a variety of courses, tools, and resources to help you achieve your biggest goals. We have monthly game days where we have challenges and competitive games to help you grow your leadership capabilities. And you'll get a personal growth Sherpa who will guide you to help you reach your growth goals. To find out more, go to cartavera.com. That's C-A-R-D-I-V-E-R-A.com. See you on the inside. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change Podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission, that through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure.
You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.